The quick pitch spun out toward left center field. Peralta coming on. Sends Hayward. They won't get it. Two runs single for Bryson Stott. And the Phillies lead it 3 nothing. Fly ball left center field. Hayward's going back. He's not going to get it. It is gone. Slipped into the seats. A two-run home run for Castellanos. And the Phillies increase their lead. It's 6-2. to two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's Phillies Talk podcast, June 11th, 2023. It was Father's Day at the ballpark today at Citizens Bank Park. I hope everybody that went to the game had a wonderful time. Of course, the real Father's Day is next week, June 18th, but the Phillies, of course, will be on the road, and um, they're going on a West Coast road trip, but Before I forget to mention it, the Phillies had a great victory in Philadelphia today on Sunday, June 11th against the L.A. Dodgers. They beat them 7-3, to and that's exactly what the Phillies needed to do uh, after getting blanked on Saturday night, 9-0 by the Dodgers in the middle game of the series. And, of course, the Phillies took the first game of the series, which was uh, Friday night. Five to four, they edged the Dodgers. Came back in dramatic style with who other than Kyle Schwarber with a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning? Wow! Phillies jumped all over the Dodgers, and that was great to see. Uh, the Phillies now have a nineteen and eleven home record at Citizens Bank Park, and that's awesome. Um, It doesn't get much better than that, um, unless you're the Tampa Bay Rays, of course. But um, it was a great way to wrap up a homestand for the Phillies today on the Father's Day special. All men uh, in attendance, 15 and over, got a Father's Day cap. I was supposed to be there, but fell under the weather in the past couple days and uh, actually listen to the ball game from the beach. So I guess there's worse ways you could listen to the Phillies um, being kept up in a room somewhere, possibly. (laughs) But um, yeah, from the beach, it was pretty nice. Uh, Warm winds down there. Um, Nice, warm uh, ocean water coming in on me and uh, a beautiful Phillies victory. So it was very easy to take this afternoon. The seven to three beating of the LA Dodgers. So always feels better when you win. And it's always better to do a podcast when you win because uh, you're, you're a lot more positive during the show. There'll be no major rants from me uh, on this show. And uh, just some accolades. Look at um, Nick Castellanos today. Had another great game, two for five with a home run. It was a decisive home run. The Phillies were up four to two, and it looked as if the Dodgers were going to crawl back into this game. And he put the Phillies up six to two with a two-run home run that cleared over the center field wall. Uh, just 
put a nice graphic up on Twitter about that home run, uh, breaking down the Nick Castellanos home run. And incidentally, um, in case you were wondering, that would have been a home run in L.A. too. There's a uh, great graphic that you can use from uh, MLB Film Room, which if you uh, go over to my Twitter feed, which is at Fight Phillies, you can see that uh, graphic that I put up uh, earlier in the afternoon. It was a bottom of the seventh home run, uh, 407 feet distance. Um, the wall is 382 feet away, believe it or not, right where he hit the ball. So, it, you know, this graphic gives you the launch angle and all that stuff. And it's sort of a um, descriptive graphic, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, it does... Uh, measure the home run in the opposing ballpark as well. So it does say that it would have been a home run in both LA and of course, Philadelphia, which it was today. Bryson Stott had a great game. All I heard was Bryson Stott doing things on the radio broadcast. He was two for three with two RBIs. The guy's a catalyst. When he picks it up, the Phillies do well. I've noticed that he hits these little bloop singles. Again, he reminds me of a Larry Boa from the mid seventies and eighties uh, on this Phillies team, mainly the eighties so much. Um, but he was up there to get a base hit was Larry Boa and Stott's about the same way. He's not always up there to kill the ball. He'll settle for that bloop single when you have two men on. And he's going to score guys for you. Uh, he's batting 292 right now, Stott. Um, and he had a wonderful game. I mean, this game, Kyle Schwarber was 0 for 5. He, he was a non-factor in this game. Uh, I know this month is his. And he came through on the first night with the decisive home run. We needed him to come through. And he just sort of just measured this bat out, hit that ball, and launched it over for a home run to win the game for the Phillies. So I can't say too much bad about Schwarber, but he did go 0 for 5 today in Sunday's matchup. Um, his batting average is 171 as well. So he's probably one of the guys that is batting the lowest batting average, but having one of the greatest seasons for the Phillies, believe it or not. And that can be done in the same sentence. But um, another player, of course, today, Trey Turner, a big, big game against his old team, the LA Dodgers. He's He was three for five today. Uh, didn't have any RBIs, but he got on base and uh, scored three runs for the Phillies. So how about that? That's awesome. Way to get on base, Trey Turner. Whatever you have to do to help this team win is is fine with me. Now batting uh, 248 on the season is Turner. And back to Castellanos. He's batting 312. Hit his eighth home run of the year today. And uh, what a great home run it was. Wow, he's really come through for the fight and fills this year so far um you could see a night and day difference 
in the way he's sort of carried this team sometimes, uh, especially today. Um, Brandon Marsh, two for three. Didn't have any runs scored today, though. Stadi scored two. And the Phillies team runners in scoring position today, four for nine. So whenever you get a nice number like that, four for nine base runners they scored, chances are the Phillies are going to be doing something pretty well at that point. Taewon Walker got his sixth win of the year. He's now six and three. He went 5.0 innings, zero earned runs. That was the key. He kept the Dodgers, and this is a dangerous Dodger team. He kept them at bay, uh, five strikeouts, and only two walks on this wonderful start by him. I, I want to call it his best start of the year. Taewon Walker here against the Dodgers came up big and the Phillies need a starter to come up big after what happened to Aaron Nola last night. Uh, there's a lot of dejected looks in the dugout, including from Nola. I don't, I don't know what quite is wrong with him, but he's just not the same pitcher that we've grown accustomed to, uh, to rely on anymore. He's, he's just not the guy this year. And, uh, you know, he came out of the ball game last night. The score was still fairly close, but, you know, you got to look at things on a whole. And the Phillies didn't hit well last night. They haven't been hitting well sometimes when he's on the mound, but I can't blame the offense every time he starts. It's just something, I don't know, maybe it's that contract thing. Maybe he says it's not bothering him, but down deep in his somewhere, it's it's obviously something that's maybe concerning him because he's getting balls up. He's not uh he's not got the same zip on his uh curveball and things like that that he used to have. He's just leaving too many balls over the plate at middle level lengths and they're getting yanked out of the ballpark left and right. Uh, I'll go over some of the starting pitching numbers in just a second, but listen to this Dodger lineup that Taewon Walker faced today. You got Mookie Betts, by the way, after the game, uh, Mookie Betts and Bryce Harper exchanged jerseys. They both, um, Signed one another's jerseys. That's pretty cool. Big multi-million dollar guys, you know, 300 plus million dollars a piece there. Signing each other's jersey and exchanging them at home plate. How cool is that? You know, personal stuff there. Um, Freddie Freeman was next up at bat. Freeman probably has hit the Phillies the hardest of any opposing player. And I'd have to do some research to back that up. But over the years, I think Freddie Freeman has probably hurt the Phils most of a batter at Citizens Bank Park. The guy's been incredible. He hit a home run today, another home run. And he went two for four, scored a run. The guy hasn't skipped a beat since leaving Atlanta. I know there was a lot said that he wasn't happy leaving Atlanta and 
things like that. But he certainly seems to be settled in with the Dodgers right now and seems very happy to me. So Will Smith, um, catcher next, Muncie, very dangerous hitter, was a non-factor in this game, thank God. Uh, J.D. Martinez, you might remember him from his Red Sox days, a non-factor, zero for four. David Peralta, his battery mate, also uh, formerly of the Red Sox. I, I think the L.A. Dodgers uh, ordered half the Red Sox team. You got Betts, Martinez, and now Peralta on the same team here. It's almost uh, comical that uh, those guys are all together now on the Dodgers. Rounding out, you know, Hayward, he's been somebody that's probably overhyped uh, to the max and not worth the money that was paid for him all these years. Uh, went one for four, thank goodness. Didn't hurt the fills today. Rojas at short, he's just a fill-in. Uh, 0 for 3, a non-factor as well. So the Dodgers leave town. They leave a series win to the Phillies. Couldn't be more happy over that. Wish I was at the game today, but uh, like I said, being a bit under the weather, didn't feel like making the trip up to Citizens Bank Park. So Phillies with their 32nd win of the year. They keep flirting with that 500 mark, and one of these days they're going to get it. They're playing great. They had a six-game win streak that they got blown out last night and lost nine to nothing. Starts it over again for them, so they're at one now. But that important series win for them as they go out onto the West Coast trip out um, for four decisive games out in Arizona. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are playing great ball. They won their 40th game of the season. This afternoon, um, and the Phillies will be playing them at 9.40 p.m. local time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then an afternoon game on Thursday, which is 3.40 p.m. Then the Phillies go out to Oakland to face the A's for a weekend series out there, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday in Oakland will be 9.40 start. Uh, Saturday's game is scheduled for 4.07 p.m. And then Sunday's game out at Oakland is settled, scheduled, actually, for uh, the Philadelphia time at 4.07 p.m. as well. So um, late start out there next weekend for the Phillies, uh, East Coast time, that is. And then the Phillies will come home and play more NL East opponents. How about those Atlanta Braves coming in? Uh, believe it or not, for the first time, this is this is almost a crime. June 20th, the first time the Atlanta Braves will be in town to play the Phillies uh, in a season. Uh, it's going to be a hot series um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, June 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And then, you know, don't blink, but the New York Mets will be in town June 23rd. 7.05 p.m., uh, June 24th, supposed to be a 4.05 p.m., and then June 25th, 1.35 p.m. So um, bring it on, 
NL East uh, opponents couldn't be more happy to play the NL East. I'm kind of getting perturbed at the schedule. Um, this is another West Coast road trip for the Phillies. Uh, their third West Coast road trip that they'll be on, and it's only mid-June. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous, if you ask me. Um, a lot of games out there so far. Uh, the schedule is, you know, I'm not a big fan of it. I told you I wouldn't rant too much about today and this great victory from the Phillies. But, uh, you know, the schedule that the Phillies are playing is um, a little bit left to be desired um, with all these different oddball teams that they're facing this year with the MLB changing up everything and having each team play one another at least one time in the series. So in, in the season, rather. Well, let me take a small break here in the podcast and I'll come back in just a minute and tell you how to enjoy some pizza and see some MLB Phillies players and ball girls. Be back in a moment. All right, folks, you're back listening to Phillies Talk Podcast. It's the longest-running independent podcast talking about the Philadelphia Phillies. Started way, way back in 2006, almost at the beginning of podcasting is when uh, the show got its launching. And, wow, it's already 2023. So uh, 17 years have gone by. with this podcast uh, talking about the Phillies. So hope you're enjoying it. Rich Baxter again here. Um, my co-host, Matt Vesey, I haven't been able to catch up with him yet, but uh, one of these days I will. Uh, hopefully um, one day early um, next week or maybe even next weekend, we'll catch up and we'll be able to review what we've seen from the Phillies because I know Matt's astute follower of the Phillies. He has a great Twitter feed over at, at Phillies bell. I want you to give him a follow over there and uh, check his Twitter feed out. Cause he tweets a lot about the Phillies, a lot of history stuff and um, always good stuff from Matt. So Matt, again, I'm going to catch up with you one day here uh, for the podcast. Um, so back to the show and I was telling you earlier about a chance to meet up with some of your favorite Phillies and, um, here it is. Here's your chance. If you're down at the shore on Wednesday, June 14th from 4 30 PM to 7 30 PM at the ninth street and the boardwalk, you're going to have a lot of things going on. It's Phillies Day at Manco and Manco down there, which is a pizza shop that prior to me stop eating pizza, which I've put that on hiatus for a couple of reasons uh, in the past uh, year or so. Um, 
my favorite pizza was Manco and Manco's. It just has a distinctive taste to it. Um, it was down from Ocean City, New Jersey, and they opened a nice store up at Citizens Bank Park this year in 2023. Of course, I haven't enjoyed any of it, but um, I remember the taste very well. It's very delicious pizza. I can recommend it 100%. And, uh, well, this day anyway, on June 14th, you'll be able to meet the Phillies ball girls, and they'll be giving out some fun Phillies prizes uh, to win throughout the event. And fans will also be invited to receive autographs and take photos with the 1993 National League champions, Milt Thompson and John Cruck, also, of course, Phillies broadcaster. And it was nice to meet Mr. John Cruck that I had a chance to um, a couple of weeks ago on a tour at Citizens Bank Park. And he, uh, you know, I had a quick conversation and a little photo but um, it was great to meet him. He's a very nice guy. So go down to the boardwalk on Wednesday, June 14th from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. And uh, the players, by the way, will be there 5.30 to 6.30. So check it out. Spend as long as you can down there. And then the Philly Fanatic, of course, will be down there as well at 6.30 p.m. And he will um, be down there making pizzas at 6.30 p.m. So uh, he'll round out the um, festivities down there, 6.30 to 7.30. And uh, a great time is going to be had by all down there, um, down at the shore. So Ocean City, New Jersey, Wednesday, June 14th. A lot of fun down there at... Manco and Manco Ninth and the Boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey. All right. Well, just to recap on the Phillies, decisive victory today. It was awesome to see a sold-out crowd of 44,287 fans filled the ballpark today on a Father's Day week sooner than the real actual Father's Day, but two hours and 44 minutes was the time of game. And I had said a few times on this podcast that I wish the games were closer to three hours, and I still do. Um, that's my sweet spot of a game. If I'm going to a game... I want to at least spend three hours at the stadium. I don't want to have to, you know, get there and feel like I'm leaving um, an hour later because when you're at the stadium, of course, things seem to go by twice as fast. Um, and then before you know it, the game's over. So um, there was some talk about pitch clock fastness in Philadelphia. There was an article in uh, one of the athletic uh, Matt Gelb had it on why the Phillies games at Citizens Bank Park in particular seem like the pitch clock is way too fast. And there's been other teams to agree, not even just the Phillies are thinking this. Um, other teams that have come into town are also experiencing the same thing. So uh, 
it's something I think that they need to to tweak at Philadelphia. They're a little bit too uh, regimentated in what they're doing. I think um, every click of a second that goes by seems like it's <laughs> occupied with something down there. And uh, you know, we we saw some frustration by Aaron Nola the other night when he tried to throw a baseball out. He didn't like the ball, you know, and then the umpire tried to tell him, Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Oh, you're not allowed to throw out a ball. You know, he wasn't just trying to waste time. He just didn't like the baseball. I mean, you know, things like that injuries, um, everything seems like it's rushed and accelerated and you don't have time for that. You know, that it's ridiculous. Um, mini rant over. And back to uh, the end of this podcast, um, Bryson Stott today hit his first triple of the season and his first since August 19th, 2022. So that was an awesome a performance by him today. Trey Turner, as I said, he collected um, a few hits today. His 17th multi-hit game of the season and his fifth with three or more hits. So... The guy's starting to turn it up a little bit for the Phillies. Um, I know a lot of people were frustrated with him. They wanted to send him away, trade him in, and uh, not have him be a Philly a couple weeks ago. They were booing him at home, and things have turned around. He's turned up the stove a little bit. Maybe he's gotten a little more acclimated to his surroundings, that sort of thing. But uh, Trey Turner... Seems like he's back for the Phils. And um, it's a good time to be back because the Phillies need them. They're just a game under 500 as of the time that I'm doing this podcast. And I'll do some stats for you to round out the show here for this podcast. I know I've been trying to get more podcasts out for the listeners. And, you know, drop me a line. Rich at fightingphillies.com. Check out my website, fightingphillies.com, of course, um, and the podcast. You can sponsor the podcast, find the main page for it. You can sign up for that sponsorship. And just by clicking some ads on the fightingphillies.com home site will help um, earn some money for this effort. So, Appreciate you doing this. A lot of green, a lot of winning in the last uh, 10 games for the Phillies. Great to see as they head out to a tough Arizona, Arizona Diamondbacks team. Um, let's take a look at the uh, batters for the Phillies first before we do the pitching. Uh, leading the batting average, of course, uh, Nick Castellanos at 312. Uh, home runs, Kyle Schwarber with 17. Despite his uh, 171 batting average, he's got 35 RBIs on the season and uh, runs batted in. That title is being held currently by Nick Castellanos. He has 38 RBIs so far here on June 11th, 2023. So that's your top three batters. Uh, for the starters, the earned run average, your best is 3.91, and that's Zach Wheeler, who has four wins. He's got 87 strikeouts in those four wins. 
the number of wins, the best, highest total so far is Taewon Walker. He won his sixth this afternoon, and he leads all Philly starters with six wins. His ERA is 4.67, and he's got 58 strikeouts on the year. And your leader for strikeouts, of course, is Zach Wheeler, uh, 87 strikeouts. Uh, let's go down to Aaron Nola here. We'll see. Um, he leads the Phillies in innings pitched at 88 innings pitched. Uh, his record is 5-5, five and five, and uh, his current ERA is 4.60. So uh, even though he got roughed up on the loss, on Saturday night um, against the L.A. Dodgers, um, he's still hanging pretty tough. His last seven days, he's 1-1, one and one, and his last seven-day ERA, he's 4.05. So he is hanging tough. Hopefully things will turn for him for the better, and uh, he'll start racking up some wins for the Phillies. We know he's capable of doing it. Um, gave up seven hits on Saturday night, six runs and six earned runs. So, you know, he got tagged with that loss and, uh, the Phillies ended up losing the game nine to nothing, but, uh, so Nola could stand some improvement. We'll look for that on his next start out West and look for the Phillies to continue their winning ways. They're just, uh, a little bit away from becoming a, a better than 500 team. And right on top of them, believe it or not, is the Miami Marlins. They've really turned it up. They've won two in a row, but they're at 37 wins and 29 losses right now. It's a young team down there in Miami. They hold second place so far. And Atlanta with a nice lead on everybody, uh, 40 wins and 25 losses. So, Phillies have a long way to go up to catch Atlanta. They're eight games back behind them um, currently, but they are on an upswing, and that's a good thing always to talk about. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe to the podcast if you listen to it on Apple Podcast or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this please hit subscribe and go to my home website, which is fightinphillies.com and also my website at baseballtalkradio.com. It's a site that I created uh, with 35 to 40 of the best independent podcasts on baseball you can listen to at any time. And I even have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week player at that site at baseballtalkradio.com. Don't forget to visit the advertising in that. It helps pay for a little bit of the costs of it. Not asking for much, folks. But uh, if you can hit an ad or two every now and again, I would appreciate it. Everyone have a great week as we near the official Father's Day weekend next week. Thank you for listening to this edition of Philly's Talk and talk to you very soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>